Welcome to another episode of the Birth Your Book podcast. We are here this evening with Amber Kiera. She is the author of Sacred Ground, Powerfully Embracing Your True Nature. Welcome, Amber. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I just want to ask, what, what would you like to share starting off about your book? If someone... If someone was looking for a book at the bookstore, you know, who is this book perfect for? Yeah. So um, I think to describe the ideal reader for this book, I have to give a small amount of background um, of my own journey. But I am a disabled Black woman living in America. Um, I lost about 90% of my eyesight during childhood. So I'm visually impaired, legally blind, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, And navigating my life uh, Mm -hmm. as a single professional Black woman with a disability here in America. And I love community. I love being a part of community. And that's been a huge part of my own spiritual journey over the years, but I have found that it's really easy to assimilate or ascribe to norms and rituals that actually don't align with my true nature. And so I Mm -hmm. wrote around really to, um, to, to put all in one place, all the different tools that have helped me to come back Mm -hmm. to nature and, I I wrote it also to be able to help people find their own sacred ground and learn how to untangle the roots of their identity, how to nourish their sacred ground and to keep Mm. their, their ground sacred in every sense of the word. So my book is really a gift to people who have a desire to be more grounded in who they're created to be. That's beautiful, Amber. I love that. And I, you know, going through the journey with you, I, we actually didn't talk that much about those terms like true nature or sacred ground. I'm curious, how did you come to those after the evolution of the book? Yeah. So over the the year, and I, for reference for the listeners, I started and the birth your book program, I believe we started in March. Does that sound right, June? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So around that time, um, and also during that time period, I was um, seeing a therapist on a weekly basis to really do some of the work of untangling the roots of my identity. And throughout both of those experiences, having them really parallel each other, I think was pretty powerful for me. And a lot of the language that stuck with me throughout that experience from March all the way up until now has really been about me untangling my roots and finding my own sacred ground and taking the steps that I need to take to nourish my ground because if you don't nourish your ground it's gonna it's not gonna be good for reaping or sowing and I want to live a life that is bountiful and producing fruit not just for myself but for those around me and Mm -hmm. so I really found that 
untangling roots is number one. Number two is um, really establishing your sacred ground and realizing what that means to you. And the last thing that I really love to focus on is how do we nourish our ground? Um, and for me in this season, it's been a lot of learning how to say no and learning how to set boundaries for myself mm -hmm. and, and um, professional and personal relationships. So all of those tools are included in nourishing my ground and really keeping it sacred as I move through um, this, this side of life. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so fascinating. I'm also just, and if you want to go into it, feel free. And if not, that's okay. But that phrase, untangling your roots, I'm really curious about what does that mean for you? And how does, how does the, how did the poems and the workbook exercises? Yeah. So, um, I, I love, one of the things I love about my birth your book experience is that I created more things than I thought I was going to initially create. Mm -hmm. So around the time that I was putting sacred ground together, someone asked me to teach a workshop um, that really went into identity. And as a disabled black woman, people ask me questions around identity and diversity and inclusion all the time. And I didn't mm -hmm. want to just teach a standard DEI workshop because mm -hmm. I think we've had enough of that. And mm -hmm. I think if the standard DEI workshop actually worked, then why do we still um, mm -hmm. experience things that we, we wish we didn't? Mm -hmm. So what I did was I took three different pieces from the book. Um, and there's 14 poems in here. And after each poem, there's a reflection page. But I took mm -hmm. three of the poems out of Sacred Ground. And I came up with these really interactive group activities where people got to really think about what makes up their identity. Is it where I'm from? Is it where I live now? Is mm -hmm. it the presence of um, maybe a characteristic that puts me into a minority group or the lack of that. Mm. And, um, and so that is really where I started. So I called that, I called that workshop untangling our roots and, um, it, it pairs really well with the book, but it also is symbolic, um, in my own experience over the last year or two, where I have been, untangling my roots, really getting rid of getting rid of things that don't align with me, getting rid mm -hmm. of things or ideals or false narratives that maybe I picked up along the way, mm. whether that be from, um, you know, whether that be from groups I was part of, a part of, for example, I was really involved in um, a very conservative Christian group for most of my spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And there was an, a narrative that I somehow picked up that was really pressed upon the members of this particular group to not to to not like comfort, comfort or desires. Those mm -hmm. two things were seen as very negative, almost seen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Some people would say, seeking comfort or really like hedonistic 
Yeah, it mm -hmm. it was very um you could almost compare to they would they would say that you you were maybe sinning um you know by seeking comfort or your own desires. Wow. So that actually has been a really big piece for me in untangling my roots because mm -hmm. as a black woman with a disability, I don't have to go looking for suffering. Um, mm. I can, I can encounter suffering yes. walking outside of my door or even just being in my own home, um, mm. and, and being in, in, in a life that was designed for, for abled bodies and living in a country that's designed for people who don't look like me, um, to, to be on top or to thrive very easily. And so a part of my journey of untangling my roots is saying, wait a minute, I don't actually believe that narrative. Mm -hmm. I actually think that the life I'm embodying right now can be a very beautiful testimony mm -hmm. of, of what my people have accomplished over the years. And so mm -hmm. even for me deciding what apartment I'd live in next, um, mm. even just that decision, getting to experience it in a new place where my roots are a lot more untangled than they were mm. six or 12 months ago mm. has been a game changer. And so wow. untangling roots to me is the very first step to finding sacred ground. Um, mm -hmm. and so I'm excited to keep teaching these workshops and to keep coaching clients on this idea because it's really been a game changer for me. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. That is so inspiring, Amber. I think that is something that so many of us need to do to, to live more consciously, to kind of examine the choices that we make and why we're making them. And, um, I just, when you were talking about like pleasure and it made me think of your of course, of your sloppy burrito poem, which I think is like infamous at this point <laughs> from the folks who have heard it. Um, and it's in the book too, which is yep. so great. And um, just not to have a spoiler alert, but yeah. sloppy burrito is one of the pieces I wrote that um, really illustrates the tension between human sexuality and the the very conservative Christian group that I grew up in and mm -hmm. the tension between a natural desires and um, dealing with false narratives as we were just discussing. And so yeah. I'm actually really excited that it's in the book because yeah. all of my church friends are going to get to read it. And I just <laughs> like, I don't, I'm, I, I'm kind of liking it to coming out, but coming out as like a human, I'm like, Hey, I'm a human. And I like to have sex. Sure. I wrote it in this book. Please read about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's so yeah. courageous and so fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the exercise after sloppy burrito is really one, um, where people can take a moment in the book and there's lined paper in the book right at that point where people can literally write about anything they've always wanted to say or get out or just 
it's a beautiful point of healing and um, just coming forward with our natural desires and inclinations as humans. So I'm excited for the readers to get to. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You have, I mean, you just have so many incredible poems in that book and um, just listening to you read them at punketry and, you know, just hearing your voice is so powerful reading them. I, I almost want to ask you to read one of them if you want to, but um, <laughs> you definitely don't have to, but I just have to tell the listeners, I mean, listening to the way that you really come into your voice in this book and, and like carve out a new world, like for yourself, start to create this, like, this is what life looks like now and this is what it looked like in the past and this is what it looks like now and and this is like what you want it to look like I think is it's just so inspiring yeah truly thank you and I'm so grateful for yeah just this year and birth your book I I kind of have this little joke with myself because I'm visually impaired but I'm like I did not see that coming <laughs> I did not see a book coming in my future this year. Uh, You know, when I started the year, I just, yeah, it's coming, but it's been a really great, great blessing. Yeah. You let yourself be surprised. And I think like, yeah, as you just, you have a lot of integrity in the things that you do. You just, you say you're going to do it and you do it. And I can see where that I can relate. And in some ways where I'm sort of like, surprised like oh didn't I didn't plan that one (laughs) um and it's so great how open you were to the whole process I'm curious if there's anything you want to share just about the process of writing the book that surprised you or that could maybe help folks who are listening who are thinking about writing a book or or in the process yeah so I think that my favorite and not even just my favorite but the most beneficial aspect of the birth your book program for me especially as a new writer was the consistency of meeting with other people who were on that same journey Mm. Um, so for example our particular birth your book cohort met every Monday evening Mm -hmm. and at first when I you know looked at my schedule I'm thinking oh my goodness every Monday now I have to clear (laughs) clear out every Monday as if I had anything planned every Monday, (laughs) Um, but it's just our little human brains getting crazy. Yeah. When we're about to accomplish our dreams. Um, Mm, And so every Monday I knew I had to, even if I wasn't actually writing on that Monday, even if we were meeting for class and I, you know, did our class stuff and that was it, I still had to face my writing in a way. And I think for me that that level of consistency was a game changer in my writing practice. And so now every Monday, everyone in my entire life knows that Amber writes every Monday night. That's just when I do it. That's Amen. what I do. Like no one has to ask me. People don't even, yeah, they're like, oh, we have this thing on Monday night. Oh, wait, you're writing Monday night. And so it's just like people in my life know, my dog knows, everyone knows I'm writing on Monday night. So even after the birth your book program, 
that's just what I do. I have a really small oh, I love that of friends and poets that I write with in Denver virtually. And so that was a huge blessing that I didn't see coming. Yeah. That's that's life now. I, I write love that Monday nights. <laughs> I love that so much that you just really took that on and that people know, you know, I think once you really own that identity as a writer and this is what I'm doing, it's, you just, yeah, you just do it. And I, I'm curious, um, how has the process been with the writing coming to you like more quickly or more slowly? Like, do you find that you are more in the groove now that you've been writing so regularly or I don't know, anything well, I I want to answer that question, but I also want to say something quickly on the identity sure. of being a writer. One second. Sure. Yeah. So when June um, invited me into the Birth Your Book program, she sends the, the, the Birth Your Book workbook in the mail. And I cut, I, I'm a minimalist. I don't ever save anything. I don't save cards. I don't save literally anything. Everything gets thrown mm-hmm. away. But I saved this little cutout of the. Oh. And I saved this and I keep it in my like little essential oils box. Um, but I kept it because it was the first time anyone called me a writer. And oh. so I emailed this. It's just the outside of the package and it has my name and address. Uh-huh. And it's my name. And then it says, it says Amber Kiara, writer. Ah. And it's almost like, you know, I have a lot of friends in their 20s and 30s getting married and they see their name on something for the first time and it's really special. And I felt kind of the same way, like, oh, I've never I'm seen so anyone glad. call me a writer before. Yeah. So I out and I saved it um, because it, it doesn't take a book to be published for you to be yes. a writer. Yes. Oh, it doesn't take any of that, but to be seen and acknowledged and to also believe it yourself is that's when you become a writer. So I say like, I hadn't written written anything when I got this in the mail, but that was, that's my day. I became a writer because that's, I saw it. Someone else saw it and yeah believed it and so that, oh my goodness as keeping the outside That's, of the package but yeah dang I I I know the folks who are listening can't see me but I'm smiling like ear to ear <laughs> um and I just that is that's amazing that you kept it and that you you really lived into it you just yeah saw that and just kept going it's so great I love that, Amber. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, I have so many more questions for you, but and is there anything else that you want to be sure to share about maybe how people can support the mission of the book or any organizations that you're running or a part of? I know you're very active in many communities. Any Anything you want to be sure to share? Yeah, so for the book, um, it just got published on November the 19th. And so until the end of December, I'm offering personalized signed copies. Um, So people can order from me. There's just a quick little link and I can share the link with June and 
we can yeah find I'll put it in the description yeah yeah and so you can order it on Amazon but you can also for the next um 30 days you can order it from me and I'll sit down I do like a little meditation before I sign books and um really lean into um the energy that that person um is is sort of transferring to me because there's a mm-hmm. quick, quick little couple questions in the in the Google form but one of the questions that I ask the reader is what is your biggest hope for 2023 and mm-hmm. so based on that response I'll I'll really use my intuition to guide me in that personalized message and I put it on the front page and I'll sign the book, but you'll have something mm-hmm. really sweet in there to help you fa- find your sacred ground and kind of in the same way that the outside of this package that June sent me in March said, Amber Kia, writer of like yeah. that, something similar. Like I want these personal signed copies to be um, really a starting point for people, especially as we enter a new calendar year. So, um, you can get a personalized book. Um, and then, yeah, just follow me on Instagram at Amber Kiera and keep up with some of the cool stuff I'm doing virtually and in Denver. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it for all of my questions. I am just, I'm thrilled for you. I'm so excited to get a copy myself and just sit down and cozy up. I think it's such a great time to, to sell books is right before the holidays. People can kind of cozy up with, with it and read and, um, just, you know, Amber, I've said this to you before and I'll say it again. You were just such a joy to work with and so intentional and, you know, thoughtful about what you were doing and wanting to learn. I mean, there was so much, there's just so much depth in what you're writing and what is in this book. And I'm, I am so excited for readers to get their hands on it. So thank you for chatting with me. Awesome. Thanks for having me, June. Yeah.